You're tuned in to ETBU Sportsnet, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. I know what you guys are probably thinking. Why am I playing Christmas music two months after Christmas? Well, folks, we had a lot in store going on last week. We were really looking forward to recapping everything here on the Texas Tiger podcast with Kenneth K. Rock Khan along with Mark T. Robinson. We were really looking forward to talking about everything that was supposed to be going down. But apparently there's a new circumstance that decided to come into play. That, of course, Mother Nature. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mark. Have you ever envisioned seeing something like this, the wonderful magic of snow falling down, causing us to be stuck in our current apartments as of right now? Doesn't it take you back all the way to you were a kid throwing snowballs, making snowman, skiing, or doing whatever in the magic of snow? Actually, it doesn't because this is the first time I've experienced real snow. And we got it like a month ago, not just once. This is the second time that – we're shut in because of the snow. And I was th- sitting up here thinking like, you know, this is a once in a lifetime type of thing for me here in the South. And then a month later, we are experiencing the same thing, but this time a whole slate of, uh, of games that was set to go this week postponed until next week until the snow melts. So man, I, I mean, you talking about a crazy last 12 months. I mean, I don't think we should be surprised at this point. No, you're right. I mean, we sometimes do forget that February still comes into winter, but obviously, you know, I keep thinking to myself, are we are we in 2021 or is this month 14 of 2020? Because this has been a crazy year. Not only were we dealing with this pandemic where we had to be quarantined, but weather seems to really change. Like everything's just getting so ridiculous, at least in the last few years, <laughs> uh, specifically now. We're getting snow, and we're having to deal with that. And we're probably going to get more snow later on tonight uh, and for the rest of the week. Obviously, the ASC decided to make some big decisions canceling-wise. But I'll tell you what, Mark, I'm not sure, you know, how much snow you're getting. But we're getting a lot of snow to the point where I'm not even sure if I can even leave my apartment right now. Go get out in the car, drive about. I just don't know if I can do that right now. Yeah, I haven't tried to drive, but I, I took a long trek down to the uh the the apartments down over at park made my way back but uh it's it's deep it's a lot of snow out there i feel like you know like i'm out uh, up north somewhere in chicago or something i'm just trying to figure out how these guys do it i mean all this snow is just reminding me of how thankful i am to be a southerner at heart man I, i'm just telling you it i would hate to have to deal with this all year round but hey we're we're, we're getting um you're getting a chance to experience uh, a real winter for a change. Yeah. No, I mean, it's really nice just to have a real winter. So, I mean, again, if people are watching this and they're from like Denver, Colorado, uh, Utah, or up north in Chicago, like you said, or maybe up in Canada as well. Hey, we got a couple of hockey players from Canada. Maybe we should ask them for advice on how to deal with the craziness of this winter. I mean, snowmageddon is what they're calling it right now down here. <laughs> you know, I, again, obviously there's a lot of concern going on because, you know, Certain places don't necessarily have power right now. I can think of Houston being a city that doesn't have power. And then there's like other areas, some in Dallas, some in San Antonio, maybe down in Louisiana or Oklahoma City. So it's kind of 
it's just so kind of crazy how we get this kind of weather, like crazy weather, like every once in a while. And yet we're a we're in an area that primarily doesn't necessarily snow a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what makes it even um, even weird at this point, just because this this is an area that, that rarely, you know, gets beyond it, it may get 30 degrees or so. But uh, that's about it. And I mean, for the the uh, the temperatures to be dropping below 30, I think the the low is supposed to be like something like 18 degrees or something like that. And it's just it's just crazy to see, man. I mean, it's it makes me want to go out and build a snowman and to be completely honest. <laughs> once, once I locate my gloves, I'm going out and um and uh, either making a snowman, building a snow fort or. We could uh, have another round of going up the hill. <laughs> I would. That's what we did last time. Yeah. No, I would, Mark. But again, I'm kind of caught here in this apartment. Uh, obviously, the roads can be a little bit icy, and I don't want to take a chance on that. But, you know, my parents sent me a text this morning uh, with a picture of all the temperatures of everybody in our family where they're located. And unfortunately, I'm in the worst area because this morning it was reported to have been four degrees below zero, which is crazy. So. Yeah, we are. We're dealing with a lot of things going on here. We're dealing with a new opponent in Mother Nature. Mother Nature kind of telling us, "Hey, y'all, you got to take it a little seriously because I could still strike at any time." And we're learning that lesson the hard <laughs> way. But uh, hopefully, by the end of the week, all the snow will melt and we'll be back to normal as well. So, uh, again, folks, this is a Texas Tiger podcast, not the Weather Channel podcast. Otherwise, we <laughs> yeah more details on what to do in conditions like this. All right, folks, uh, we're going to step aside for a moment. But when we come back, we're going to recap everything that happened last week. And then we'll get into more details as well. So, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back in a bit. At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa. And two slices of pepper jack cheese because, of course. That's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time Pico de Gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. Welcome back from the uh, Texas to the Texas Tiger podcast. Normally, we would be doing it in our beloved Tiger Den studios on the campus of East Texas Baptist University, but Mother Nature putting a little snow dump on our us right now. Uh, we're stuck in our apartments. We're doing this via Zoom uh, on the podcast here. So if you hear all the groggy noises, we're, we apologize. But we have no other choice but to do it from this area. So let's get down to it, Mark. We had a lot last week. Well, we were supposed to have a lot last week going out. But because of everything, the weather and all that, uh, things got canceled. And, you know, certain cases of icy roads as well. But we did have some big things happening. So let's start off with the ETBU football team. They had their first home opener. For the first time all season, the first home opener, and it only took them about, oh, a year and a couple of months to finally have it. But it's nice to see the guys back on the field as well. They took on Bellhaven University, got off to a little bit of a slow start. They trailed two to nothing, but they were able to turn on the Jets, and next thing you know, they breezed to a 44-16 victory. And, of course, we had some key performances as well. Uh, defensively, K.J. Kelly had two pick sixes. He tied a conference record for most pick sixes uh, in a single game. That got him ASC Defensive Player of the Week awards. But you know what? ETB swept 
the AFC Players of the Week honors. We had Aaron Brown, the quarterback of the team. He had like 12 of 22 passing, 159 yards, plus a touchdown pass and a rushing touchdown of his own. But fortunately, he was able to get the award for himself, his first career honor. And Alberto Garcia, five extra points plus a 34-yard field goal, which was instrumental in the win. But Mark, a big win for ETBU, 44-16. And they start off 2-0 and in what is a five-game season. They will not be back in action until next week, uh, taking on Louisiana College. And in some ways, I'm kind of glad they had a bye week this week because of everything that's transpired with the weather. Yeah, that was crazy that how that all worked out anyway, you know. And so we go from one undefeated team to the next. That's right. By now, you already know it. It's the ETBU women's basketball team, 19-0, and 0, continuing to dominate the 2020 um, ASC Conference. And they defeated UMHB last Saturday, 62-48, to 48, behind 14 points by Hannah Hudson, knocking down three three-pointers. The Stevens sisters with nine points, five assists um, from Mallory Stevens, eight points and seven rebounds from Grace Stevens. They combined for 17 um, in the win. And uh, they outshot UMHB 44% from the floor. And they did a fantastic job just overall dominating that matchup. And well, we move over to the men's side as well. The men, they had to overcome an early deficit uh, against UMHB, uh, cut it down at one point, but unfortunately uh, wasn't able to come out with the win. Uh, came up a little bit short, 86 to 81. Uh, but still games to be played, but with all the cancellations this week, gives them a little bit of a chance to regroup and to uh, continue to close out this uh, this stretch of the season strong. Uh, leading the way for ETBU on the bright side, Logan Blow had 30 points on the day, 16 points for Jaden Williams. He knocked down four three-pointers. And unfortunately, though, just coming up short uh, in – the, the the tough effort. So uh, Tigers continuing to build and they've got a week to, to get it together to, to close out. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about them in just a moment. But for right now, I'm going to turn things over to volleyball. They also had their first home match of the season this past week. They took on Bellhaven University in a double header, believe it or not. So volleyball started to play two games uh, against the same opponent on the same day. The first game against Bellhaven, they actually took care of business. They won in a sweep. Uh, they swept the Blazers in three straight. Great performance. They really just kind of dominated them. The first match was a 25-23 set one victory, but each of you was able to take care of that business and then take two more from them to win in a sweep. The second set match, though, uh, each of you trailed by two sets, and they had to sort of come from behind, and they, Tigers actually did just that. But the crazy thing about the way the uh, the match went as well. The first match, uh, the first set of the second match was another 25-23 result, but this time it was Bellhaven that won. Then the Blazers took a 25-17 set. They were it was pretty tight, but then Bellhaven just kind of took over. But the last, uh, the next two matches, the Tigers didn't just win those sets. They dominated. They won 25-15, 25-14. That set them up for a fifth set. And Mark, you know when you're broadcasting the game. I could kind of see the look on the body languages of both teams. Our Tigers team, they were a little more enthusiastic. They were energetic. Come on, let's go. But the Blazers, they kind of weren't they, – they just were a little bit shocked. They just didn't realize what was going on. There was really not much enthusiasm from them. I mean, no, they were still in it, but 
it just didn't look that good. And ETBU just was fortunate enough to come out of there with the win as well. And the Tigers had a player of the week, Allie Fenno. She won the ASC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, second straight week that ETB was able to have themselves a weekly award. But Allie Fenno, in the doubleheader combined, 34 kills, two assists, six digs, one service ace, and one block. That included a career-high 22 kills in the second game against Bellhaven. And as of right now, ETBU is currently 3-0, and and they actually will also be back next week traveling down to Pineville, Louisiana, to take on the Wildcats. Yeah, yeah, traveling down to uh, to Pineville uh, next week. <laughs> and they're another team that was on a bye week, too, I think. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Turns out, yeah. Well, good for the bye weeks. Right, exactly. They, they Whoever put this schedule together um, probably had some foresight, maybe, as to uh, what was coming, but – uh, good time to have a bye week. When I'm gonna be when we're gonna have success later on or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah maybe we got some weather, some weather uh, forecasters uh, in our um, in the ASC somewhere. But uh, great job by the uh, the volleyball team, three and zero on the season right now, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch them as they continue to build their program and uh, continue to flourish throughout this season. But speaking of flourishing. Men's and women's soccer had a, I put in quotations, home game because they ended up having to play at Hallsville due to the uh, the conditions of the field. This was right before Snowmageddon struck down in Marshall, Texas, so they had to move it to the turf in Hallsville and the Tigers. It was a gritty, grind-out performance as the funny thing about it is both these teams won against the Wildcats last Friday, 1-0. Both of them took several shots on goal, more than several for the on the women's side. Both of them won on PK because of a PK. And so Juan Cairo came away with the long goal for the men for the 1-0 victory. And it was uh, Brianna Mixhaw with the 1-0 win on a PK in overtime against the Wildcats. And the, tw- and, the, and the crazy thing about it is, as I'm looking at the stats here for this women's team, they had they held LC to just one shot on goal, and the women's team total shots on goal it was twenty. And somehow, some way, this thing went into overtime, and uh, they were able to win it. So it was a one-zero effort here on the women's side. Men's side picking up their first win of the season. They go one and one. The women's team two and zero. Or, or rather, three and zero actually uh, on the season, and um, it's something that once again, actually, correct that ETBU had twenty one shots on goal. It wasn't just twenty. So, again, th- this is a team that uh, has a lot of lot of hype around it in terms of the individual talents that they have. So it's going to be fun watching this women's team as well as we go throughout the season, as well as the men's team. Now, the, the interesting thing about the men's team is that. You know, they're dealing with a couple of injuries here and there. But I think that once they kind of get their footing under them and get back to full strength, this will be a a very formidable team. Uh, I I guarantee you that. Yeah, without question. And, uh, again, we had a couple more players of the week, if I might add. Gunnar Berry and goaltender for ETBU, two big saves uh, that kept the Wildcats off the scoreboard on the men's side. On the women's side, of course, Brianna Mixhaw with the overtime winner. 
And yeah, I mean, for the ETB women's side, 21 shots, you would figure think that they might have at least three, four, maybe five goals against Louisiana College. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, a performance like that, you figure they should have gotten more, but one nothing, they'll take it. And so we move right along. Uh, ETB baseball, they had one game on Friday. Unfortunately, they came up on the losing end to Centenary College. The Tigers got off to a start. They took a one nothing lead, but then the uh, the Gents, you know, they went on a 5-0 run, scored five unanswered runs. ETBU's baseball team did make a comeback. They did cut it down to one uh, at 5-4, to four, but two more runs from the Jets pretty much put the game out of reach at 7-4. to four. And so the baseball team, who were coming off a double-header sweep against Jarvis Christian College, unfortunately taking their first loss of the season. Now, they probably might be back in action this weekend as they were scheduled to take on the University of Dallas, but – Again, we're working out all the details, looking to see if and when each of you will be playing. But if the Tigers aren't able to get themselves back in action this weekend against the University of Dallas, then the next scheduled game for them will not be for a little while at least. That will come on February the uh, 26th when they travel down to our state's capital in Austin to take on the tornadoes of Concordia for their first AESC action. So definitely will be interesting to watch down there. Yeah, yeah it will be. And, and this, uh, this baseball team, I, I think they're going to be full of surprises, obviously uh, not having the, the, the big bats that they used to. So uh, they still have some very strong uh, pitching on the mound and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they do uh, against the rest of AESC. And I think they'll be, They'll surprise a lot of teams. They were picked third this year to finish. So there's a reason for that. And, and I think with their performances at home, uh, and even though they came up short against uh, Centenary, this is a team that I think is going to uh, throw a wrench in a lot of other teams in the ASC's plans, uh, if, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I don't know how much that counts. It's considering yeah, no, that. No, you're right as well. Tigers, but. Right. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, one final notification here. Uh, just got this moments ago. Turns out that lacrosse uh, won their first two matches in their program history. So that's very interesting. Uh, oh, wait, just one minute. Double check here. Lacrosse won their first two matches in program history. We have a lacrosse. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow. I mean, that, that's a big yeah. Through me right now, but no, but yeah, that did happen. Our lacrosse team, coached by Alan Savage, who's also the hockey coach, actually won their first two matches of the season. Uh, they defeated uh, Dallas Baptist University 16 to 12, and then in their first home match, uh, they actually won 19 to 5 against Louisiana Tech. So, wow, wow, that I mean, that was a big shot because I thought. It was going to be tough for them because, again, they're a new team. There's They started kind of getting used to each other. Maybe the fall break or fall semester practicing really uh, was the what they needed. So That's crazy. I don't know what this team did between October when they were practicing until now, but this team <laughs> is um, – I think it's the biggest surprise of the week, maybe of the month, maybe of the of the semester – because watching them, it didn't. It looked like they were gonna. It was gonna take them a couple of games to figure out, you know, all the nuances of the sport of lacrosse. But it looks like they're off running. And DBU is actually a pretty established lacrosse program coming in, and they beat them, like you said, sixteen twelve, and then defeating LA Tech nineteen to five. I mean, there are some. Um, 
there are some big time players on this team and big, big hats off to, uh, to coach Savage and what he's been able to do, not just the hockey program, but some of that magic from the hockey program that's sprinkled over to lacrosse. I know there's a few hockey players that are playing lacrosse right now, but I mean, a lot of the success hockey has had uh, lacrosse is getting a piece of it. It's rubbing off whatever coach Savage is doing. I mean, keep doing it, man. I mean, it's impressive to see what he's been doing with these two teams. Yeah. According to their schedule, uh, their next game will be against Louisiana Tech again. This time it'll be down to Ruston. So they'll play them on Sunday, uh, February 21st, 20, 2021 at 3 p.m. But then the next home match uh, will be against Dallas Baptist right here at 6 p.m. on the 23rd. So next week, hopefully by then, the snow will have melted and everything will be good to go. All right, folks, that's going to do it for our recap. When we come back, we got a topic that we want to bring up. Uh, regarding our basketball team. So, folks, stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back in a bit. All right, folks, we're back here from our Texas Tiger podcast uh, in our apartments. And, folks, um, the NCAA Division III recently had announced about a week or so ago that they were going to postpone all uh, winter championships or at least cancel them because of the perceived lack of participation within uh, the number of schools that have played or that were playing, given the fact that it was, it was a dealing with all the COVID-19 situations as well. But so obviously this kind of has a bit of an effector on us because our women's basketball team is currently 19 and 0. They're the number two ranked team in the nation. And for them to say that by the end of the conference tournament, that would be their last game of the season. It's a little bit of a downfall considering that how good this team really is. But all hope might not be lost, folks. As a matter of fact, uh, the D3Hoops.com recently uh, wrote on an article that they were planning on coming up with some kind of uh, postseason tournament, much like you would see in the NIT and everything as well. And so basically, I'm just looking at the article that they have here. And this is uh, some and these were some of the things that they wanted to discuss. They actually did a survey about this, about a few days ago, and they asked all the coaches from all the D3 schools if they were interested in the postseason opportunity. And while not everyone responded, 89% of them said that they were interested in postseason play. And so pretty much what they were trying to come up with was they were looking to have some kind of tournament. So like your four regional tournaments as well, and, you know, just – looking at for them to play as well, but it's going to take a little bit of financial support and it's going to take a little more and hopefully the NCAA can clear it up as well. So Mark, again, you know, it, it's a bit of a long shot to say the least, but I mean, for our women's basketball team and, and specifically our men's basketball team as well, given the fact that, you know, if they were to win the conference tournament, this would be a big opportunity uh, for all for each of you's basketball teams to continue to play against the best because Feel, I feel like for this season, even though we've had some great, we've had great a great year on the women's side. They played against familiar competition, especially teams in the region. You want to play against the real, the best. And you know, ETBU currently number two in the nation. Obviously, there's one team ahead of us in Hope College, but I feel like this would be a perfect opportunity for ETBU to test himself against national competition. Yeah, it is, and that's the the. The main thing that I was disappointed with when the announcement came out that there will not be a 
you know, NCAA postseason tournament, I'm just thinking, man, what a blown opportunity to see uh, what this women's team really is made of. And it, it, it's going to be tough to, you know, to, to not have the tournament this year. But I think this is – I don't know about you, Kenny, but or anybody else, but I think this is the one year. The way you do it is, in each conference, just this year, just take the conference champions. I mean – whether it ends up being whoever from the ASC, whether it is ETBU or whoever, you know, let's just have, let's just have a tournament. You know, we may not have all 64 teams this year or whatever. It may be a shortened type of thing, but this is the one year that if you're concerned with COVID or if you're concerned with the health of players and different things like that, this is the year that you just got to shorten up the tournament. We may end up with only 30 or 32 teams this year or something like that, but at least you give, these championship teams an opportunity to see what they're capable of, even if it's a COVID year, because apparently you thought enough, we thought enough of the season to continue. So let's not, let's just, why don't we just go all the way? And that's kind of what I was feeling, but this is good news to hear that a lot, almost 90% you said of coaches from the conference, different conferences are on board with this. And uh, I'm excited to see what becomes of this decision um, and I, I really want to see our team on the national stage. That's 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 the bottom line of what I'm trying to get to here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking more of what they said as far as their, uh, you know, information, what they said. They said that they're planning on working toward creating up to four regional postseason tournaments for men's basketball and for women's basketball to take place the weekend of March 19th and, two, and the 20th. So they'll have at least plenty of time, at like a couple of weeks to get everything set up as well. And if, and if we were to be real honest, if you want to have it at one sp- particular site, why not just bring it down to ETBU? Because obviously we feel that we can do a great job of hosting a tournament uh, down here in Marshall, Texas as well. But obviously the problem, though, is that, you know, you obviously depending on the number of schools, if they were to get this approved, depending on the number of schools that they bring in, say like 32 or maybe 16 at best as well, you don't want to make it – you don't want to get too clustered right there. So, obviously, I would say we'll throw ETBU in there. We'll throw Laterno, which is about 30 minutes away in Longview. And then assuming that Texas-Dallas has, you know, everything under control, then they would be a great host site as well uh, for their tournament as well. We'll have to wait and see, but we're, we'll keep you guys up to speed as well. Okay, so that's going to conclude our uh, topic on that. Uh, we actually do have some juicy comments uh, from Marty Robinson. He was able to work his way around all this sweater, as he said. And we're about to hear, we'll hear from what he has to say next, uh, next time. There are several traditions in East Texas that just seem to stand out from the rest. At Juicy's, we'd like to think we're one of them. Our chicken fried steak sandwiches and 100% choice ground beef burgers have been traditions at our tables for over 25 years. I like quality and freshness and service with a smile. I like my burger done juicy style. Man, that's juicy. I've noticed that you've been uh, trying to figure out exactly what's been going on with our athletes, how they've managed to survive, because we want to make sure everybody is doing okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, in fact, I went on another spy mission, Kenny. I went undercover. Wait a minute. How can you go on a spy mission when you're coming through the snow? (laughs) It's a winter wonderland out there, but but, um, I trekked through the snowy snow, 
and I got a chance to talk to some athletes, a couple of hockey players, a couple of um uh, of uh, our other uh, athletes in our program, and um, I just wanted to know how do we survive snow again? I mean, it's supposed to last for the entire week. We're mainly Southerners down here, so I got to get. I had to get the inside scoop. I had to figure out what was going on, and um, this is what they had to say about uh, surviving snow again. Here's some of the tips they gave. Just trying to get through it, I guess. Been outside sledding, like this is this is awesome. I love the snow, so um, I definitely have been having a good time. Great tip is stay inside. We don't do this in Texas. It's kind of why I live here. It's uh, nice and warm in the summer, and and the winter should stay nice degrees. This is crud, bunch of crud, too cold. First, you gotta make sure you have a functioning dryer uh, for when you come back in after rounds of playing around the snow. Um, I always have double layer socks. That helps a lot. Um, make sure you're with people too. Uh, you gotta keep the body heat going. And uh, it helps you really don't think about it. Like when you're conditioned, if you don't think about it, it's not really gonna bother you that much. So if you ain't think about the snow and the wind chill, then it's not too bad. Um, ice is not your friend. I have learned that twice today. I've please planned it once. I thought I broke my wrist the other time. I'm sorry, Coach Shirley. Um, definitely sledding gets the adrenaline going, keeps you a little bit warm, but those are my top two. So the biggest things is um, travel in a group. If you go anywhere, don't drive by yourself because you get stuck. It's harder to get unstuck with uh, one person and just stay warm, wear multiple layers, get tons of food and just be safe and just spend time with a lot of friends and just enjoy this inside time, not having classes and just be with your friends. Honestly, my biggest advice is keep your pedal on the metal and just keep going don't stop because if you stop then you're you're gonna get stuck and i feel like the funny part about it is kenny is i feel like more people are having fun in the snow running around especially since you know the internet had gone down earlier this week the viral classes were canceled as well so that just gave gave people a, uh, an excuse to run out in the snow and and have snowball fights and stuff like that but Man, some of the some of the tips that they they were giving me, I was like, man, I gotta, I, I you know what, I'm, I'm gonna try that. They're, they're getting me hyped up to go outside and, and 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 give some of that stuff a go. To be honest with you, yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, you know, the great it's great to know that we got some people that obviously are aware of what to do in cases, you know, snowfalls like this and everything. Uh, maybe this is a once in a lifetime thing, or maybe there will be more opportunities for snow as well. But for those guys, they obviously have the. Uh, home uh, snow advantage if you will but in the meantime though we'd like to thank our sponsors once again dairy queen of marshall and hallsville whataburger marshall ford and maverick chevrolet juicy's hamburgers and tacos and uh, again obviously they're dealing with the same thing that we're dealing with right now so therefore uh we like to give them a special shout out and we hope that they stay safe and stay warm and once everything cool or kind of warms up again then everything will be back to normal so uh that's going to do it for this edition mark uh any final thoughts or are you going to try to figure out a way to make yourself into a snow angel or something, or maybe turn yourself into a snowman? Uh, sort of. You're on the right track. I'm going sledding, man. I'm going down those hills on the football field. So see you when I see you, K-Rock. <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, it'll be soon. Uh, 
obviously I would be there, but again, I'm stuck in this place. So pray for me as I deal with all that's going on here as well. Anyways, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Texas Tiger podcast. We'll see you guys next time, hopefully together. Until then, I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Klein, along with Mark T. Robinson, saying goodbye, so long, and go Tigers! This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.